0: What's up Bulls Nation, welcome back to the Whole of Bull podcast. I'm Troy, you can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Troy, and you can follow the show at Whole of Bull. Uh, so it's been a while since my last recording, uh, my little rant that I had again uh, after the loss to the Detroit Pistons, uh, which I subtly named the, the title of that episode, Bulls Get Straight Up Bitched, uh, which they did, and obviously that's a reference to Horace Grant. Uh, calling the the Bad Boys Pistons back in the day uh, straight-up bitches. Um, But there's been, obviously, a number of games that have happened since uh, that loss to Detroit. Um, And to put full disclosure with the recording of this episode, um, it is after the game against the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, However, as most of you you know, if not all of you know, um, due to... The time where I'm working, the games are on at that point. I don't get to see the game until later on um, at night um, in my time zone here in Adelaide. Uh, so, I haven't seen the game against the Bucks yet. Uh, I probably won't get to see it for another couple of hours uh, coming up. So, just for all disclosure on that one, at the time of recording. Uh, so since that Detroit game, uh, I'll just run through a couple of things. Also, we had a win against the Pacers, uh, the 112-105. five, um, in which uh, the big three all scored in over twenty points. Uh, so that was that was a good solid win against the Pacers, which I honestly thought we we're probably going to get our, our butts kicked in that one. Also, uh, Vooch, if most you remember, had the twenty four and seventeen game. Uh, it's a nice big game for him especially after I called him out um, after I went off at him as well in that that previous episode my like, you know yeah he just got a 20 million dollar year contract for three years like what are you doing well he's come back and responded quite well since that game uh following game after that we had the close loss to the Dallas Mavericks or Okay, nine points, not exactly close in the end, but the ga- the game was there for the taking, um, which was, I believe, the last game Patrick Williams actually ended up starting, but he didn't actually have a bad game like defensively, like yet put up a donut in terms of scoring, only three rebounds, one assist, one still on block, missed all six of his shot attempts, including five threes. Um But I actually thought he did a pretty decent job against Luka Doncic. You know, up to that point, Luka had been absolutely killing everybody. And in 40 minutes, you know, he only ends up with 18 points on 5 of 16 shooting, including 1 of 8 from 3. So, and I know that Patrick wasn't the only guy guarding him, but we saw Caruso guarding him as well. Um, But I didn't think... Patrick actually did a bad job in that game. Um, you know, we saw Vucevic have another twenty twenty game, which is good to see. Another one where he's, where he's clearly heard my last episode and going here, take this choice. See how you like that one. Um, and then we had that game, the the first game of the in season tournament against Brooklyn, two point loss, uh, where Zach Levine misses the the game tying shot after deliberately missing the second free throw. Um those red courts, yuck. Um, my eyes were bleeding after by the time that game was over, we were literally, literally seeing red and not in a good way. Um, yeah, that those these in-season tournament courts are just too much. Thank god we only have to see it one more time against Orlando coming up uh later in the week. Um just with that Brooklyn game, 13 thirteen thirteen, which is you know another another double double. DeRozan had a good one at twenty four, Kobe eighteen points, and Patrick Williams the first game he come off the bench and he had a ten five, so a little bit of a response there from Patrick, but you know Patrick still been a bit of a still has been disappointing. Uh, the following game after that, we got absolutely smacked by Denver, which was to be expected. I mean. They are the reigning champions, and they do have um, oh some bum named Nikola Jokic. I mean, he's all right, I guess. I mean, only only a Finals MVP and a two time MVP, but you know it's all right. He's he's right. he's okay. <laughs> um, and then we followed up with after that with a seventeen point dub over the Utah Jazz and our old mate Larry Marketing. Um, pretty pretty well spread out game. Scoring-wise, you know, so looking through the you know, four of our starters, all in double figures, you know, um, and then we had four guys off the bench in double figures as well, so good even spread of scoring on that one. Um, and then following game after that, we had that overtime loss to Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I think I recall saying on Twitter, like at the end of the day, it's the Phoenix Suns. I'm not going to be too mad at losing to them. But that game was there for the taking. We did have a four-point lead in overtime. We should have absolutely won that game. Um, too bad that, despite even Vooch getting 26 points and 6 rebounds himself, he let Yusuf Nurkic get 20 points and 17 rebounds and 8 assists. So, you know, Bradley Beal, his first game with Phoenix, didn't have a great one, 13 points. And then Kevin Durant, just being Kevin Durant, 27, uh, 25, 7, and 9. Should have won that game, but when you look back at it throughout the season, you'll probably go, yep, losing to Phoenix to be expected. So I can't get too hung up over, over that one. And then they had a nice three-day break, and we come up to that last game we had yesterday against Detroit. And I remember saying on Twitter if the Bulls had lost again to Detroit I was going to come on here on this pod and absolutely lose my shit even worse than the last time thankfully they have saved my voice from absolute destruction and they have come back and actually beaten them this time even though it was a very shaky start Um, you know obviously Detroit had a 31-22 lead at quarter time, and then come halftime, the balls have just taken. Well, that second quarter, the balls have just taken off and taken control of that game. You know, winning the second quarter by 14 points, 33-19. Did lose the third quarter by two, 31-29, and then won the fourth, 35-27, for that 11-point dub over the Detroit bitches. Um, sorry, Detroit fans, not sorry. You will, all, you will always be the straight-up bitches, even though that era of basketball has long gone. Likely for the Bulls, though, you know, they were missing... The Pistons were missing a couple of key players in that game. Uh, Jalen Duran, who absolutely torched Vucevic in their previous meeting. Uh, he was out. Um, I don't know if anyone? Uh, they were missing Joe Harris... And, but, is it Asher Thompson or a man Thompson? sure Thompson, this guy's going to be a friggin' beast. Um, I mean, he's not going to be a, a high-level scorer, but 16 rebounds. Hey, Patrick Williams, take some notes. He Effort, energy, crash the boards. You're bigger than this guy, and look what he's doing. Um, in, in this game... Also, we'll be missing Alex Caruso ourselves. Uh, guys finishing this, just looking at the box score, you know, DeMar had a huge game. Honestly, I, I personally think, even though his rebounds and assist numbers don't really show it, I personally think this was DeMar's best game of the season. We had 29 points, 11 of 19 shootings, so his shot was back on track, 2 or 3 from downtown, hit all 5 free throws, no turnovers, 1 foul, and a tied. Uh, him and Tori Craig were tied for a second-best team high, plus twelve. Even though it's not really, you know, this, these these plus-minus stat lines, so I don't really give too much of a shit's buy. Um, but yeah, it was good to see Demar would come back like that. I know yes, it was. You know, Detroit on a seven-game losing streak, coming into into that game. It was good to see DeMar finally have a game where he looked like the DeMar DeRozan that we've known. Even his playmaking... Like, DeMar's taken a different role, clearly, going into this season. Like, he is still getting up his shots, but it just seems different. And he is definitely being more of a playmaker this year, even though, like, that, like the game yesterday against Detroit, only one assist, but... He probably would have had a number of others Probably would have had about 4 or 5 assists Had some other shots dropped like But we even saw there was one player where he drove it And then he collapsed the defence Got a little dish off to Vrucevic, Who got the shot up, was fouled And he just rolled out on him That was a great player by DeMar DeRozan I mean, it's stuff like that he's doing That just really, is really standing out uh, we saw Vucevic who likely for him was Jalen Duran wasn't playing. 21 and 12. Uh eight of seventeen from the field. A definitely a season best three or seven from downtown. Like well, I think that's probably the mo- I think that's his highest numbers in both the makes and attempts and threes. So forty-three percent there. And Yeah, like Vuce had a really good game, but again, Jalen Duran, who wasn't who did bitch him last time. He was out uh, Zach Levine just shy of 20 at 19 points. I don't know what's going on with Zachy this year. I mean apart from that 51 point outburst against in that last Pistons game, like Zach has just not I don't know whether it's there is something wrong. Like he's still dealing with that back issue. There is maybe there is some sort of injury that they're just not disclosing but something or or as some other people are saying, Zach's checked out, and clearly he's done with his team, which wouldn't be surprising. His name's constantly brought up in trade rumours, and he's you know he does say it's all part of the business. But and the, and they and they they all being like the core three, Zach, Demar and Virch have all said coming to this year that if it doesn't work this year, they know that this is this is it, and it almost looks like Zach has already result um, Zach's already resigned himself to the fact that this, this is it like, and he's done he's probably just looking forward to getting out of Chicago but hopefully I'm wrong and it is just actually an injury thing and hopefully soon we'll see Zach get back to being the Zach Levine that we all know and hopefully he will stop dribbling the ball off his foot which uh, Hayes has passionately come to describe that as the Zach Levine special um, one thing that is bugging me with Zach Levine, and a lot of people are mentioning this on Twitter. Uh, shout out to like Justin at Bloody Horns Podcasts and a few other people. Every time Zach Levine goes to the basket, all you can hear, instead of him driving to score, he's driving to to get fe- to try and draw a foul, get the make the ref make the decision and all you hear is hey like Zach like this this is gives me the fucking shits with Zach Levine at the moment just driving to try and get the whistle drive to fucking score dude like you are too this this guy is too talented he's too athletic to be playing in this manner of driving to like driving to, to get fouls rather than driving to score he's too athletic and he's too skilled for this stop relying on the rest to try and bail you out like if you just if he just drives to score he he will actually start getting the calls like unfortunately he's not fucking James Harden or any of these other guys who just get whistles for the sake of oh the, he's not going to get the superstar calls he's just not so he he needs to start Driving to score and stop driving to draw fouls because it's just not happening. It's not going to happen. Zach, knock it the fuck off, dude. You're too good for that shit. Uh, Kobe White. Even though I've had my time, say so with Kobe came into the starting of the season off saying Kobe needs to come off the bench. Javon Carter needs to be the starting point guard, and not because I don't like I don't want Kobe starting the point guard is because I see Kobe I see Kobe and Kobe is a combo guard he's not a point guard Kobe needs the ball in his hands to be far more effective and we've also got three other guys on the court that need the ball to be effective unfortunately Kobe's fourth on line Kobe needs to, I st- if, as much as Kobe has much uh, let me get this try and get this right as much as Kobe has improved with his ball handling, his decision-making, his defense, his entire game has improved dramatically, I still believe he's better coming off the bench and having Javon Carter starting in that point guard spot. And, that, and I say that because I think he will flourish more coming off the bench rather than trying to be the, being the starter with having to deal with Zach DeMar and Virtue, who do need the ball... And will get the ball more than what Kobe does. Like, yeah, Kobe, They might give the ball to Kobe, bring up the court a bit. But for the most part, as soon as he crosses half-court, it's going to Zach, Damar, whoever. whoever. Um, also, with this game... Um, I'm assuming... He, he, this dude's having a massive resurgence this year and absolutely loving it. Um... I mean after having that sophomore slump, a lot of people had wrote written him off. I will personally say yes, I did have my doubts about Io. But he's he's bounced back in a in a very nice way this season. Like he played just under twenty seven minutes, like thirteen points, three assists, three steals. Only missing one shot which was a three pointer. And did miss his only free throw. But for Team high 19 points and Demar Derozan after that last game credited Io. They don't get back in this game without him. Like that quarter was, I think it was that second quarter. It was led by Io. He took charge. He running the length of the course, using his speed, getting up, getting up and down the floor. Absolute brilliant performance from from Io DeSumo. Can't complain whatsoever about his game. And another guy I have to absolutely throw so much praise to. And if anyone saw my tweet this morning, what is better than beating Detroit? Beating tr- Detroit when it, and an ex-piston cooks them. Andre Drummond, my guy. Shout out, Andre. 11 points, 13 boards in 15 minutes. You know, 5 of 8. There was no none of this, or well, hardly any of this funny stuff that we see... Uh, Drummond do and hey it's all part of the embracing the chaos with Andre Drummond but that was some brilliant shit from from Andre yesterday against the Pistons absolutely love it and the one thing that did disappoint me yesterday was Billy Donovan's now again credit to Ayodosumu for playing really well and this is probably the reason why but Javon Carter only 12 minutes this guy is our best three point shooter The guy's shooting 50% this season alone. Let me just check the numbers real quick. Um, See what his numbers are so far for the season. Let me just pull this up. So, in 15 minutes... 11 games... uh, Averaging 7 points. He is shooting 50% on the season from 3. Yes... Kobe was, has been playing well I play well but you still and we, but when Alex Caruso is not playing you need to find this guy some more minutes you you cannot have Javon Carter who is an absolute dog on defence and an absolute sniper from three you can't have him only playing 12 minutes again that, look again but kudos to Billy Donovan for, for playing the hot hands but surely you can find more than 12 minutes for Javon Carter I mean, you, you you just have to. And Patrick Williams, yeah, I'm I'm off Pee Island. It's can't even see it in the distance anymore. I'm that far gone. Like until he actually shows something worth a damn, I've got no expectations on Pee Will. Just yeah, it it just is what it is at the moment with Patrick Williams. Um, overall, what, this team has been bad, and I can't help but feel like it, I can't help but feel it is time to blow this thing up, like this, we we can see by the numbers that this team, this, the core three don't work together, like, everyone's heard the numbers that have come out already in terms of the net rating, they're like, out of 45, Three man combinations that have played a hundred plus possessions, a minimum a hundred possessions, or whatever whatever the stat was, they were like forty third or something in, or in somewhere in the forties in offensive rating. They were almost like the forty fourth in def in defensive rating, and they were dead last in in um. Net rating total like the like minus twenty three or something whatever the case was. This core three don't work. It's time to to move on. As much as like, I I like Vucevic, very smart player, solid. You're gonna get your double double from him every single game. Love DeMar DeRozan, mid mid range maestro, absolute assassin. And a great mentor off the court to these young guys. And Zach Levine—he's been my favorite player at in Chicago ever since he got since that Jimmy Butler trade. Like as soon as I checked out the highlight videos of of Zach Levine, I'm like, "Yep, yeah, this guy's going to be an all-star." And that Zach Levine was my guy right from the time we we got him in Chicago. But it, it's time to move on. And like one little trade trade machine deal I did. And, like, we all know these trade machine um, trades are never going to happen. So, people freaking out about the trade I come up with just settle down. But, like, the little, it was, a, I think it was a Morris Bankson who came up with the idea of going after uh, Jaden Ivey from the Pistons, and a local Bulls fan as well got in on that. So, I came up with a little trade machine deal of, Sending Zach Levine to the Pistons for Jaden Ivey, James Wiseman, and Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, more so, and a, and a top three, I think it was a 2025 top three first round pick. Um, and I had a lot of responses to that trade, like, you know, a lot of positive and some, some negative. But hey, at the end of the day, it's just a trade machine deal. We know it's not going to happen. But hey, like... We saw the potential that Jaden Ivey had last year in Detroit. For some reason he's fallen out of the rotation this year, like yesterday against Darcy and he played eleven minutes. Um so I don't know what's happening with, with there with Ivy in Detroit, but you know, he's he's basically a younger Zach Levine who's a better passer and probably not gonna dribble the ball off his foot as much. Um other issues that I'm taking with the balls like Obviously, you know he did a better, better job in in the last game against Detroit. But Billy Donovan's rotations, like, what the hell are you doing? He always taking out guys with the, with the hot hands. Like, as I said before, like with uh, Javon Carter. You know, Javon Carter's been on an absolute tear, and Billy Donovan's just saying, "Come take a seat next to me, buddy. Like, don't need you. Oh, you're shooting fifty percent from three. We don't need that. Come sit down. I mean, Andre Drummond just he He has his moments like we all know that Drummond brings a lot of chaos and he's Jacqueline Hyde. but like when when andre's cooking, leave him on there like notice what what the impact that Andre's having on the court, and by some more minutes of getting a breather like stop stop bringing off the hot hands. Now whether, now, whether that be Javon Carter or Drummond, as I've just mentioned, or whether it be Z- Damara or Zach or Vooch or Torrey Craig, or fuck, if Patrick Williams gets on a hot streak. Like, there was one, guy, one game where Patrick Williams was actually starting to have a few good minutes. Like, he actually had, a, he was looking really good for a few minutes there, and all of a sudden Billy benches him. Or because it was part of the rotation. Like, fuck your rotations. If a man's, if someone's cooking, let him cook excuse that little notification there, if someone's cooking, let them cook, simple as that, and if they're not, if things start going awry, yeah, then pull them, um, I'll probably leave it there guys, um, so yeah, apology, it has been a while since the last episode, you know, life, work, um, and here in Adelaide at the moment, it. For those who suffer from it, hay fever season is in full force. I suffer from it badly and this year has probably been the worst year I've ever had it. So, <laughs> it hasn't been pleasant, sneezing every two seconds. It's not It's not great. Um, so yeah, that'll do for this episode. A whole lot of bull. Um, not sure when I'll be back again uh, for the next episode, but hopefully it won't be as long as it has been between um, these games. Um, and I'm looking forward to Catching this Bulls Bucks game tonight. Hopefully, it's not an absolute blowout, which I'm kind of expecting it to be. Which, obviously, as I as mentioned at the top of the episode, the game's already over. Obviously, I just don't know this. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know the scores. I watch the game like I'm watching it live. I don't know nothing. And that, and my son, one of my sons, is a Bucks fan. Um, as soon as he gets in the car, because I'm at the school pickup, to pick him up, I'm just going to remind him to shut the hell up uh, as I'll be watching the game when he's at basketball training tonight. So, um, thank you again for listening. Hope you enjoyed this little catch-up and me giving a couple of thoughts and it was good that we got some payback on the on the straight-up bitches. Fuck you, Detroit, forever and always. Um, so yeah, if, uh, follow me on Twitter at balls underscore troy. And but more importantly, uh, follow the show at whole lot ball. Please rate, review, and subscribe where you can if you can on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, all the good stuff. Share it with your friends. Hopefully we can, hopefully this uh, my little channel here, my little podcast here, can start to grow a little bit more. Uh, so until next time, balls fans, see red, go balls.